So, retrospectors, what historical events are we ticking off on this week's run of Today in History? Well, Monday is the anniversary of the first riot of the Luddites. Then on Tuesday, we unearthed the mad coincidence of the day two different Dennis the Menaces made their comic strip debuts. On Wednesday, the day the Spanish conquered the last Maya kingdom. Thursday was the day Colonel Sanders sued KFC. And on Friday, we recall how Vincent van Gogh's sister-in-law made his name. We discuss this and more on Today in History with the Retrospectors. Ten minutes every weekday, wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Okay, we are back for part two of the FF1S review of the season of driving. So France... The French Grand Prix was always destined to be boring. We knew it. You knew it. The teams knew it. But somehow it was actually quite interesting, which sort of pissed everyone off as we'd all made plans. Two years in a row, a good Spanish Grand Prix. Two years in a row, decent French Grand Prix. World's turned upside down. Although a large chunk of making it interesting was Ferrari's uh, self-destructing again. Right. This is my point that I started in part one. Halfway through this race... Leclerc's won the last race in Austria. He's leading this race here fairly comfortably. They're back in the hunt. Mm, and They're then, back in the hunt. But then he slightly uncharacteristically bins it on his own into the wall. Which, which I was quite surprised about. Especially on a track that is quite hard to bin it on because there's an awful lot of runoff. I was going to say, yeah, Paul Ricard is really it's quite impressive to hit a wall there. You're more likely to get <laughs> sick from all the lines. You can, yeah, you can you can try and hit a wall deliberately and still not manage to do it. <laughs> then there was a safety car during which Sainz pitted and promptly got a penalty for unsafe release. So the self-destructing of Ferrari just continued. Oh, the Sainz um, stuff was so... They were like, oh, overtake him, overtake him, can't overtake him, fine, we'll pit you. Then he overtook him, so then they pit him because he just overtook him. They were talking on the radio while he's going side by side with him and he's like, not now, I'm... Literally overtaking him. It's like the um, Fawlty Towers episode where he's hanging the moose on the wall and then the phone rings. and he's like, I'm putting it on the wall. You've called me to tell me to put the moose on the wall and I was just putting the moose on the wall. So that happened. And this was There's just so... There's so much vintage un- TV in this podcast. Yeah, exactly. There is a lot. Yeah, and how well, did the, you know- the moose was on the wall where the writing was on the wall. For it Ferrari. was. And that was so frustrating for that whole science thing. And, and this is where... And th- he'd already decided earlier in the season to start deciding strategy for himself you know he decided the strategy in monaco and stuff like that but it's just bizarre and then they pitted him didn't they they pitted him because they thought the tires wouldn't last to the end so they pitted to guarantee him fifth but he was ahead of russell he was running in third and he could have tried to hold him off but they didn't fancy that so they pitted him and dropped it down to fifth don't get it going back to our ferrari thing do you think it is because they've got a list of things they can choose from and in the list, staying ahead of Russell wasn't part of it. So they're like, look, you can either, yeah. <laughs> you can either finish we seventh or this finish at the beginning fifth. of the like, season. There's a chance I can finish third. Sorry, that's not on the list. Yeah, <laughs> it's not on the list. You can't finish third because we haven't yeah, got it on the list. Seven. And if you if you try and finish third, Gazetta Italia de Sporta dicks are going to have a go at us and then we're going to get fired. <laughs> so actually, you're going to finish seventh for the good of the sport. I mean, we jest. That's probably what happened. Hungry! We all saw yes, it coming. 
<laughs> do you do that same joke every year? Lovely, lovely stuff. Look, I can't. My my mouth activates before my brain does. So that was just that was like pure racing instinct. That was like that was just like. And Zena, if you don't make a joke about hungry, are you really a Formula One podcast? We all saw it coming. As inevitable as death or taxes, we knew Ferrari would mess things up. And so, having watched multiple other drivers have a nightmare on hard tyres, Ferrari put Charles Leclerc on hard tyres. It was vintage Marinello and handed what looked to be a misfiring Max Verstappen yet another win and a massive championship gap. Slow hand claps all round. Jason Birkinshaw yeah. asks, Jack, why is Verstappen such an unbearable <laughs> I, mean, I think that's a good I think it's a good I think it's good to start this race with that question. And Jack, let's just say this isn't opinion, this is objectively he is an unbearable <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the sound effects are out, it must be Christmas. Jack, you've gone very quiet. I think that Verstappen. Are you scared right now? That we're going to have another Sky Sports thing. And if you agree that Verstappen's a somehow, because Verstappen's the kind of person that listens to everything, he will be going. Look, I'm Don't not going to talk to Sky because Ted Kravitz. I'm not going to talk to Sky because Ted Kravitz said bad things. And now I'm not going to talk to the BBC because Jack Nichols agreed that I was. Well, no, so a surely, surely he'd stop speaking to FF1S first. Well, that's true. We don't want to lose that. Exactly. <laughs> so, well, he can't stop speaking to us unless he speaks to us. So he'd have to speak to us first. No, that no, was to allow him to us. stop. Yeah, I don't. You can't sue. You can't sue someone for calling them a. <laughs> that's not libelous. What we were saying. Verstappen being. Chica. I thought people liked their racing drivers, ruthless, out to win, but suddenly. When Verstappen does it, we don't like it. When Senna does it, we love it. The guy's no, a hero. No, when no, no, Prost no, no, does it, no, we love no, him. No, the guy's no, a hero. When no. Verstappen Can does you stop everything, talking about my girlfriend. <laughs> when Verstappen <laughs> does everything in his power in order to win and is entirely selfish, like we applaud all great sportsmen for being or sports people for being, he's slammed for it. Don't really understand no, it. This is no, this isn't true. The the issue that people have got with Verstappen isn't that he's ruthless. It's that he's a fucking. It's this whining. Oh, everyone's against me. Oh God. Oh, oh we we. Who? We when did he say everyone's w. against? Me. Who's? When did he say everyone's against him? One of the highlights I was watching from this year. I watched the all today, so I can't fucking remember. One of them is like, oh, we won the race despite what everyone said against us. And in Abu Dhabi last year, where Horner and him were like, oh, you won against everyone trying to stop you. Uh, it's this kind of mentality of him thinking the world is against him, when actually we just don't like him. <laughs> so, so the world. Oh, so, I've so my, hang on. I've taught myself so, your, so your justification <laughs> for him thinking the world's against him is because the world's against him. Yes, <laughs> and so you're, and you're criticizing, him. and so you're now criticizing Verstappen for thinking the world's against him when it is, and that so no, that's the that's, world's against him now, but the world wasn't against. So him. the world's only against him because he thought the world was against him. So exactly. we're talking chicken and egg here, right? I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. When, do you remember when Verstappen came onto the scene and he was the most exciting guy ever, and he was ruthless and he was whatever, whatever? Then as soon as he wins, we don't like that anymore. We want him to be nice and polite and play oh, so nicely with his teammate them, yeah. what why what all of the best things in formula one history are in, in the rivalries we love are antagonistic history all we go on about is no, senna and prost and 1988 and they they Stop. crashed in 1989 they crashed in 1990 we love it we make 
films that are false about Rush about 1976 <laughs> because, oh, Louder and Hunt, they hated each other. No, they didn't. They got along great. When they Very were in Formula mates. 3, they shared a flat together in, in Chelsea. But for the movie, we have to make them hate each other because that's what sport is. Ah, now we have a man who's no, ruthless and doesn't, didn't get along with Hamilton last year. Do, and so now we don't to do like with the that. ruthlessness. It's not to do with the ruthlessness, is it? It's you to can't do explain it. You can't give me any quantifiable I evidence. I, I, I can't get a All word you didn't in. Know. All so, you did was <laughs> say chicken and the egg. What? You say chicken, you said and, chicken and the egg. I didn't egg. say chicken. <laughs> Look, Red Bull and Christian Horner and Max Verstappen are doing this kind of weird right-wing playbook of just blaming everything on everyone else. Always complaining about, oh, everyone else is cheating. One's against us. Like, what? what are you... And that's what, what? what? You're just going... But, but you're not saying any examples. <laughs> Phil. No, no, not Phil. You. Yes, what has what have they complained about that you've had issue with them complaining about? I've I've always liked them. <laughs> oh yeah. People love the baddies in sport. People love the rivalries in sport. People love the antagonism in sport. It's why we watch sport. Arsenal versus Man United in the sort of mid two thousands. That rivalry. People complain that currently Liverpool versus Man City is not edgy enough. There's not enough fight in it because Pep respects. Klopp and Klopp respects Pep and the players all respect each other and everyone says how boring that is we want teams to fight each other we want Vieira punching Keane and then you have a, a sports person come along like Verstappen who's exactly that suddenly we don't like it what? what? because he's it. whiny that's what it is <laughs> it's whiny it's not so aggressive so we hate someone because they're whiny what? yes, yes. Yeah. you like Nigel Mansell what planet are you on? <laughs> Yeah, but I didn't know what whiny was when I was 10, did I? Yeah, and he did it with a Birmingham accent, which is one of the most aesthetically pleasing accents. And let's not forget Twitter and <laughs> racist not, fans. Let's not forget Twitter. Also, we hate Verstappen because some of his fans are racist. Anyway, Chico, I think it's time for the next race. Okay. I think I've, I, oh, actually, I no. think I've won this Hang round. On, diary. I think I've won this round. Yeah, I, do you know what, Jack? I think you fucking... I know. think you should write anyway. in your diary today... <laughs> feeling embarrassed, got obliterated in, a, in an argument of logic... With a two-bit BBC <laughs> F1 man. Two childless men went head-to-head. Because <laughs> <laughs> they have nothing else to live for. <laughs> Belgium! Yes, I am. Oh, no, she's sorry. <laughs> Spa has a reputation as one of the most exciting tracks on the calendar, but in the run-up to the 2022 Belgian Grand Prix, its future was under threat. With the championship contenders Max Verstappen and Charles Leclerc starting near the back, surely this was all set to be a classic a race to remind us of its importance in F1. So how the fuck was it so boring? Not great timing, Spa, was it? Well, this was post the summer break. Red Bull came mm -hmm. with their lighter car. They've got rid of all the excess weight. They've sorted it out. From here onwards, we're done. Right? Thanks. Thanks mm. for listening. FF1S slash shop, 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 whatever. Like, we're, we're, done, at, we're done at this point because... France, there was that glimmer of hope. Hungary, you could still be like, well, if Ferrari hadn't gone the hard tyre, so maybe they can spar. We're done. Verstappen started wherever he... And he was in the lead by about lap... He was at the back, wasn't he at the back? Was, no, 12, I think he was, lap, lap 12 he lap was Lap 12, leading. he's in the lead. And okay, there's less laps, but yeah. there's, what, 44 laps at Spa? And... <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't count as I don't know why you're laughing Terry that doesn't count as one for you that's now one for Phil no it does it's one for FF1S it's, it's one it's all it's me versus FF1S it's, it's Jack Stick um, uh, yeah, yeah but Jack Stick it's a, in, in when you were at 
child playing football if it was just one person versus everyone else like a like I'm not going to say that but um, anyway <laughs> you're going to say uh, what like a gangbang was going to be what I was going to say but what <laughs> 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 school did you go to this is a family uh, podcast Jack. boarding I'll tell you that um, but from Belgium onwards it was just that Red Bull no matter what Ferrari's yeah. strategy would have been in any race from here on they couldn't have done anything because they're Ferrari well, yeah, and Red Bull yeah. had fixed well, their car, basically. Um, how, did, how did they fuck this one up? Because Sainz was on pole. Well, actually, no, he was on pole because Verstappen had yeah. all the engine penalties. And, and then Verstappen was just Leclerc way quicker. Got tear off stuck in his stuck in his wazoo. <laughs> which is no good. <laughs> stuck in his what? This is the one where Leclerc pitted to get the fastest lap, but then got a five-second penalty because he was speeding in the pit lane and promptly lost the place yep. he had. Oh, that's yeah. that's so Ferrari. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, that's, that could be the, the the sort of the like the the catchphrase for this season. That's so Ferrari. Yeah. Formula One uh, is filmed in front of a live studio. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Lewis Hamilton comes in. Everybody applauds. Yeah. I would. You would have I been if, in a different conversation to you? What was why did you shout I would? If Lewis Hamilton walked into the room, I'd applaud. Oh, okay. Oh, I see. Netherlands! This happened emerged in the orange smoke, a homecoming hero. Shame they weren't in Belgium, really. Perez ran over Sainz's tyre gun. Russell showed pace in the Mercedes, and Sonoda had tyre problems and then didn't and then did again, which helped Verstappen taps nose. <laughs> well, yes, there, this there was, this was conspiracy. It wasn't corner. This was like conspiracy circuit. After this race, wasn't it? They were like, oh, Verstappen only won because Tsunoda did whatever it was he did. I can't remember under his seatbelts or something. Tsunoda, Tsunoda thought happened? something was wrong with the car. Came into the pits. Well, no, he didn't. He didn't come into the. No, pits. I think he did. He stopped. No, no, no. Circuit. He came into the pits, and then it was like the team were like, now nah, we think it's all right. He drove out the pits, and they were like, oh, no, no, it's wrong. So then he pulled over at the side. But he'd of the taken his seatbelt off or something. So that's why it looks like suspicious. Wasn't trouble he did? Yeah, or something was like that. Or, his seat but he, he'd come back remember. into the pits that he'd already been in. I don't know. It was all the conspiracy thing was just nonsense. I've never known the internet to jump on a conspiracy theory. It was really weird. I know. I mean, it was an amazing conspiracy theory because you just had to watch it to see this is just sheer ineptitude. <laughs> I th- I look, I don't think you're that wrong. <laughs> I don't think you're that there was something with I can't remember the thing is now I got told what actually happened but but oh, is it in an well, email you're going to read no, out the second I email I think it was off the record so I, so I don't think I can tell you and I can't bother to scroll back through my whatsapps far enough but I think it was basically they didn't They Yuki thought there was a problem so they came in so he came into the pits the team were like no it's fine so they sent him out the pits and then it became clear there was no there definitely was a problem so Yuki was right so then he parked up but that's why it looked weird because he came in to the, fix the problem but then mysteriously left and then broke down uh, oh, at the third so was corner. It a, was it a bit boy you cried wolf? Like he's always complaining about problems. <laughs> yeah, They're maybe. Like, yeah, 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 all right. Yeah, like 99 sure, problems, sure but my diff ain't one. <laughs> <laughs> Quite a good race in the end. It was looking boring for Verstappen, but then there was that, but then the safety car, and then it all. Like it, there was a few interesting things. It's all right. Was it well, this, we had, was we had it, Ferrari fucking up again. Yeah. Was it this race where right before the start, 
one of the fans threw a flare onto the track. Was that this race? Oh yes, I think they did that. Was that it was in the race, wasn't it? I can't remember now. I didn't see that. Yeah, I think because they had. I think it was just as they were hit Paris or something. Around. I can't remember. What? No, I think it was when no, they were coming around for the well. formation lap. So one of the fans got a bit overexcited because. You know, you love Verstappen's fans, Jack. I so threw the flare. best Grand Prix of the season, Zambot. Oh yeah, cause, yeah, of course, because <laughs> they love I you. They were going, oh, there's that commentator who really likes Max Verstappen. I know. Hey, he's one of us. Yeah. Spaff orange all over his face. Uh, <laughs> I'm wearing a grey t-shirt. Chica's in a blue jumper. Phil's in a black top. Terry. I'm wearing a yellow jumper. That's orange. Come yeah, on, it's, it's orange. Burnt yellow. Fucking That's muscle. orange. That's orange. What colour is that picture on the wall behind you, Terry? <laughs> yeah. That's orange on the wall behind. Look, oh, look, look. Sure. There's a definite no, difference. that's orange. Yeah, yeah. And what colour is that flare <laughs> that you just let off? And actually, what's on the sofa? What, <laughs> what colour is that cushion behind you on the sofa? That's a hat. And what yeah, colour is the hat? Look, look how different that is. <laughs> orange is the stuffing. Two couple of different shades of orange. Yeah, yeah. You're all orange. And yep. who's that racing driver sat behind you on the sofa? <laughs> it's not Hamilton, because he would have clapped. It's, oh, I've forgotten his name. Daniel Kvyat. It's <laughs> <laughs> what we both get this, yeah. Yeah, we're both reading through our diaries of the year. It's not been good for either of us. Although he has to use pseudonyms that aren't racing drivers. <laughs> yeah, they're not, yeah, and not Russian either, so he's allowed in. Do you know Kelly Piquet's on the front of Vogue this month for some Dutch reason? Dutch Vogue. I think it's only Dutch Vogue. Is it Dutch Vogue? Well, there's the reason. As they're holding her up as holding her up as the poster woman for female motorsport. Uh, well, they're Dutch uh, royalty. Are, are they? Decision. Are they? Apparently. According to exactly, I exactly, I, I, yeah. I mean, she's in a helmet and it says pole position on the front. So you're gonna love this, Terry. I really like Kerry, Kelly Piquet. I don't even know who she is. No, she's, I, I, I have like no her. opinion. I like her. She's sure uh, she used to work in. No, she used to work in. For, <laughs> she used to work in Formula E. So. Oh yeah, she did the PR yeah, for Formula E, didn't she? she was part of that whole crew, well, that, so she's very nice. Well, she was shit at that then, wasn't she? <laughs> <laughs> that is 1-1. One, one. That is 1-1. One, one. <laughs> Italy! The race took place on 9-11, but there was still a fly past. The fans were abusive and Verstappen won again, with the race finishing under a safety car caused by last year's inexplicable winner Daniel Ricciardo crying by the side of the track so I guess actually this is the time of year where we probably should talk about the McLaren debacle and Piastri because it was around this time of year that the whole Alpine Piastri everything happened what a shit show was this was this kicked off by the Queen dying Everything was kicked off. And it sort the of queen died. Uh, so the Queen died and it set in motion all sorts of contract disputes with Alpine for the Queen. Yeah, because Alpine, they, have, Alpine had a loophole. They were going for 2023. Fernando had a break in his contract that if royalty dies, he's allowed to leave the team. And they were like, oh, that's fine. The, we've only got Alonso for a year. What are the chances the Queen's going to die this year? No, the Alonso yeah. stuff was wild because Vettel, Vettel retired and then suddenly Alonso's taking over from... Oh, that was That it. was the thing that triggered it, right? Vettel's retiring, then suddenly Alonso's there and then Alpine announced Piastri's taking over. Piastri does a tweet saying, oh, no, I'm yes. not. And Alpine are like, uh, <laughs> interesting, because I've signed for McLaren. Uh, Ricardo's like, have you? I thought I had a contract. <laughs> wild, absolutely yeah. wild. That was the best day of the fucking year in Formula One. <laughs> was that tweet? Yeah. Going, I am not a McL- I am well, not an Alpine, Alpine did driver. A press, they did a full on. We all got emailed a press release saying Alpine to drive, yeah. and we're all like, yep, makes sense. And Piastri's like, of course. even I had it. No way, mate. 
Because what I found amazing from that Piastri tweet was it was very certain. It wasn't just like, uh, guys, let's talk about this. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. like, I am not going to drive for Alpine next year, which was, you know, a very ballsy move because, I mean, obviously we, na- we now know yeah. that the Alpine contract was basically written on Alonso's dirty pants. But <laughs> there was definitely... <laughs> A moment where you're like, if you fuck this up, you're either going to have to drive for Alpine and they'll hate you, or you're going to be able to drive entirely. But as we now know, Alpine did not do a good job dotting their I's or crossing their T's. No. Well, Even though there's, there's, no, there's no I or T in Fernando Alonso, so that didn't... There's no I in team. There's plenty in Oscar Piastri, isn't there? There's an I and a T in Piastri. Yes. Awful yeah. lot of I's. So wasn't it that Alpine wants to give Alonso a one-year contract with options... And Alonso just flounced off and went, how dare you imply that I'm old? <laughs> how fucking dare you say that I look 40? I'm going to a team that are much worse than you are. And he hobbled back down the on grid the on his walker. Yeah, as, yes, he did. But this, I mean, this seems to be, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but haven't both Piastri and Alonso rather theatrically abandoned a team that did better than either of the teams they've gone to this year? Because yep. Alpine actually got a pretty good yes. result yep. this year considering the fact that they were hopeless and their drivers were falling out and all this kind of jazz. And when the news broke about uh, Seidel leaving for Audi, or Sauber, whatever. Saudi. Saudi. (laughs) (laughs) Do you reckon Piastri's just there going, oh, shit. (laughs) Oh, shit, I've just joined a skip fire on a watertight contract. Well, I suspect, based on absolutely nothing, that he's going to get his ass handed to him by Norris next year. Do you? What do you think, Jack? I, if I had to guess, which it seems I have to, I would say that Norris will have the advantage for the first seven or eight races. Then it'll get a bit closer. I think by the end of the year, it'll be close. I think Norris is pretty mega, but Piastri has a lot of potential. So I think Norris will come out on top, but I don't think that Piastri will be delivered his own rump in the way that you insinuate. Do you know who else had a lot of potential? Danny Ricciardo. Daniel Ricciardo realised his potential, honestly. Yeah. Okay, can we get the lowdown? And what happened? Why do, what do you think happened to Ricciardo? He did a very interesting interview. It's on the race.com. And um, he, he basically said that he should have just accepted he was a bit slower than Norris. But what he did was kind of try and reinvent the wheel and how he drove in order to match Norris in this sort of dodgy car. And he ended up being further away. So maybe he should have just... The Ricardo thing is one of the weirdest things in F1 history. I think it's one of the weirdest driver things in F1. Because on paper, when he went to McLaren, I was personally, if you're Ferrari, you sign Ricardo over Sainz. Come on, what are you talking about? Yeah. What are you talking about? But now, Sainz is, like, he's not as good as Leclerc, but he's, you know, there, he's there-ish sometimes. I think Ricardo would have been closer. But, yeah, he goes to Renault, looks great. Goes to every, he looks great everywhere. Then suddenly in McLaren, he just looks so far off. It's the one of the weirdest things in F1 history. Because it's one thing to be a bit off. And if he's beaten by uh, Norris over the two years by a couple of tenths, you're like, oh, that's a bit weird. You know, that's impressive. Fair play, Norris. This is just weird. When you're a second off at some races, it doesn't make any sense. Because Ricardo's great. He's, he's gone now, isn't he? He doesn't have a, he doesn't have a reserve gig. Oh, no, he's Red a Red Bull. Red Bull reserve, yeah. Oh, year. but imagine but that. But we're never going to see But in the back. same way, Imag- I, I, don't, I don't think, in the same way David Coulthard does, you know, drives the Red Bull car on oh, occasion. he's just going to do demos in 
demos in Pyongyang. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I mean, not quite that, but you know what I mean? Like, I can't see it's, him. Yeah, I'll but there's it, a I'll difference. Till the Coulthard, Coulthard had come to the natural end of his career, whereas Ricardo's going to have to go back, and there's a point where he's going to have to be in the same room as Max Verstappen, and all Max Verstappen has to do is look at him, and he will wilt and just I mean, start crying on the floor. Two things. I don't think they'll let him in the same room as Max Verstappen. And also, he'll get to the <laughs> mid-season break, and then then he'll become the reserve driver at Alpha Tauri, so you know they won't need to worry about it after that. Oh, How low can Ricardo go is now the question. I mean, he's gone pretty Formulary. low. I don't even think Formula E is low for Ricardo. No, because Formula E is kind of like a natural progressive, but I think he's going to stick in Formula 1. I think he's going to go to Williams. I want, I as want a reserve him to give up Formula 1. <laughs> I, want to, <laughs> I want him to go to NASCAR or IndyCar or, or V8 Supercars, whatever that's called. Yeah, V8, no, exactly. V8, V8 Australian Supercars. I'd love to see him go no, to I agree. Supercars. These are things he should do. He should get out of Formula 1 and do something to... I think he'd be great he, in NASCAR. Yeah, he should totally do that, but he won't. He will stick in Formula 1 to the bit. He'll be like the guy in the nightclub who's still there trying to get off with people when the lights go up. Don't know what you're talking about. And just, he'll be there just like looking sad and pathetic. So what, you think when the lights lights go up, you're like, oh, this is my opportunity because people can see me now. That's that's your theory. (laughs) No, it's then... Take a look at me now. (laughs) That's when you realise that you're the sad... Up until that second... You're, you're cool and then you realise oh no you're the guy because you've come in a Max Verstappen cool jumper the- I always go in my Red Bull outfit <laughs> with orange flares gets all the ladies <laughs> of all the daughters of Brazilian world champions anyway I just thought it was interesting some breaking news we have just had a donation from Matthew Restaino who says Christmas beers for all yay, yay. Oh, thanks thank Matthew, Matthew. For old acquaintance, <laughs> be forgot. Thanks, Matthew. Summer, you're right. Thanks, Matthew. Okay. Singapore. Was the Singapore? Got a listener. We've got. Oh, sorry. We've got. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, yep, we've got a listener question. Tristan Clayton says, given that we're clearly in for multiple years of max domination with Checo in no position to pull off a... Mm-hmm, who will be the next champion after Verstappen oh, that's a, in 2030? That's a good question. That's Ooh, a really good question. That's a good question. I think Hamilton will get one more. Russell. I don't think Russell. No, will. I think Hamilton could. Get, I think Hamilton. Oh, I don't think he could get into one next. I think next year feels a bit too tough. But Leclerc will be the next new one. I think Russell's going to be around for a while, and I've got enough faith in Mercedes that they'll get a good car again. I think Russell's Russell's in there for the long haul. Norris. If Norris at Norris Audi. Norris at Audi in twenty six. Yep. Oh no, it's going to take Audi a good few years to get a decent car. But 2030, maybe. Why? They've got got four years to build it. Apart from Braun, who's come in and had a really good car straight away. Yeah, but new engine rates. Yeah, budget cars. I think it's a different world we live in now. I think they can be... Whole new team, whole new company. It's not a whole new team, it's Sauber. Race winning team. Oh, oh, my, my my mistake. Yes, race winning team. Uh, Was it this year, was it? Was it last year, was it? I can't remember. 2008. But <laughs> you're so 2008. <laughs> that was a very modern reference for you. I'm impressed. Good morning. I, I, so modern, I didn't understand it. The black-eyed peas. 
<laughs> the Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> I remember they were good. Anyway, they were never. What the what? fuck are you talking yeah, about? They were, before they went, before they went what, all pop back in the late nineties, because they've been going for ages. And in the early what? days, they were a proper really? legitimate hip hop band. And what they did, and then and they they did where is the love? Out. And they just. Oh yeah, this is way before then. So where is the love was the not their first single. This is like finding out that no, this is or that Natalie and Brulia's tour is a cover. Just doing. No, it is. Anyway, what was the question? question? Oh, the the answer. I think. Okay, so let's just say one word. Leclerc will be the n- next new world champion. Norris. George Russell. Russell. Ah, there we go. We've decided. Singapore. Singapore. Was the Singapore Grand Prix a good race? Well, you tell me. Was it a good race? I can't remember. It was all right. Was it was it all right. Race? Was it? Uh, Perez It was quite close coming into it wasn't it It was pretty tight yeah, at the top Perez, Verstappen 116 Verstappen points. was going to take pole but ran out of fuel so he only qualified oh, so yes. he only qualified like towards did the he? Back. Well, no, he would have run out of fuel if he'd have finished the lap and then been disqualified so they pitted him anyway because mm. it had been in on a drying track and then so he started further back the race started wet and uh, Perez was holding off Leclerc in the closing stages Leclerc, Leclerc never really looked like he was going to do it Perez held on to take but his he, he was on pole though wasn't he who was? Leclerc was on pole. Yeah, Leclerc I can't, pole, I can't remember how Perez got ahead. It's impressive on a street track to get pole and not be able to hold Well, it. anyway. it's almost like he hadn't had that before in Monaco. Mm. He had, was my point. Mm. I seem to remember people crashing. There were quite a lot of people crashed. Oh, Perez took the lead off the line from Leclerc. Latifi and Joe crashed. What happened to Verstappen? Didn't Verstappen... No, he didn't crash, but he spun or something, didn't he? He just sort of sat, I think he he just sort of he sat around, didn't he? Because he couldn't really make any progress. Because it was mm, a street race. You can't overtake at Singapore. No, exactly. Yeah. He was stuck behind Lance Stroll. At the end of the race, he was one and a half seconds behind Lance Stroll. Hamilton binned it. Yes, he did. But did it cleverly so he didn't damage the yeah, car. Yeah. So everybody was saying. Throughout his career, Hamilton has managed to crash well many times. Like He's very good at it. He's very good at crashing, but not Considering destroying Considering doesn't do it very much. Yeah. Imola last Tactical year. Tactical crashing. Crashed under yeah. the red flag, managed to get out of it. Yeah, just like he Nürburgring does, 2000 and what was the Winklehock year? Seven or eight? When Hamilton crashed, but he stayed in the car, so they could just crane him up and pop him back on the track. <laughs> Is that even legal now? I don't have an answer for you, Terry. Should be. Should be compulsory. <laughs> just have all the cars on cranes on the grid, and then the tractors go <laughs> throughout the race. At some point, a tractor should be, have to pick you up. So no, the Singapore Grand Prix... Not, there's no pit lane. The Singapore yeah. Grand Prix was fine. It was all right. Perez won. When we're 17 races into a 24-race season, I don't want fine. I do. I want fucking... That'll do. Japan! <laughs> <laughs> this was Vintage F1. A classic track. Yeah. Rain, utter incompetence across the board, involving a tractor on the track, no one understanding the rules, and Max Verstappen winning his second title. And by this point of the season, he could probably have won it in a tractor. I recall this one being being pretty fun to watch, despite the fact that it was super delayed, wasn't it? Because it rained like a motherfucker. Yeah, it was like two hours delayed, wasn't it? Or an hour, hour and a half? Something like that. Because we got to that point where it was... A fair amount. Because they ran out of time. ran out they? of time. The, the That's why it was seem... half points. But you would have thought they'd be prepared. They like The track wouldn't be... It would be able to deal with rain. I mean, it was serious rain. It's yeah. not true. It was it was it was sort of Fuji seventy six levels of rain. I seem to remember that that first um, lap was a bit scary when Science went off. 
you thought I was a bit scared because if he came back on the track, no one's seeing him and they're 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 hitting him. But he luckily kind of stayed off at the side and then they decided it was too wet so we hung around but because the race had started the three hour clock had started and then the race was happening and no one thought Verstappen was going to win the title because it was going to be half points but it turned out that none of us knew the rules or rather the rules had been written in a not quite the way they were in stupid yeah way. not quite the way they were intended oh, to happen right yes so red bull didn't think yeah, they'd so won because the race stopped and restarted yeah, Verstappen didn't think that if they basically the rule was if you only get to less than half race distance you get like half points well there's a sliding scale but if you do, but but if the if there's a checkered flag you get full points so that could erase that race could have been four laps long if there's a checkered flag at the end you get full points it's a stupid rule so it was, yeah it's because it's because it, they stopped it and then restarted correct. It, wasn't it that correct. was correct and we've yeah, never yeah. there's never been this um, occasion in formula one ever that there was a delay and then the race finished which is quite bizarre because well apart from you have had it in like 2011 in canada but the rules weren't the same then. That's why that race went on for six hours or whatever it was. So so Verstappen didn't think he'd won. Johnny Herbert told him he'd won. He said, thanks, Johnny, but I don't believe you. And it was all a bit chaotic. <laughs> and Sky didn't think he'd was won. It, we didn't it? think he'd won. F- Johnny Herbert hears that a lot, I think. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so no one thought he'd won. Wasn't it what, the case that he owned? What's your view on Johnny I Herbert? I really like Johnny Herbert. He's, you know what? Johnny Herbert has a special place in my heart because I was introduced to him a couple of years ago. Mm. Oh, this is Johnny Herbert. Johnny, this is this is Jack Nichols. You went. Oh no, I know who you are. Wow. wow. Oh, that was that was, that was a good. big moment for little for little Marbula one, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 the FF one S Christmas show. Doesn't know right? what he's talking about in snowboarding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're the Where asinine you email. <laughs> To go back to the race, wasn't it the case that Verstappen only got the title because, in true Ferrari fashion, Leclerc fucked it up at the last corner yep. by doing an illegal title, uh, illegal it, overtake? Defense, yeah, he outbraked himself, didn't he, in the fight with Perez into the final chicane. So he got a five-second penalty. Verstappen's the champion, but no one thinks he is, but he is. Oh, that's really adding insult to injury, isn't it? Mm. It's like, oh, not only did you beat me all year, but here you go. <laughs> Let me open Have the door for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, classic. That's a good one. More of that. More horrendous rain. Let's have more of that. Bernie was on to something. The second American Grand Prix. Max Verstappen made everyone forget that Red Bull are massive cheats by winning. Fernando Alonso scored points after nearly doing a backflip, but then had to have them taken away again for cheating. <laughs> so much cheating. But then he got them back again, Alonso. When? Well, so he got them, lost he them, lost, and got them back exactly. again. Hamilton was there. This was a good weekend for Mercedes. They looked like they might nearly win they didn't but they look good I'm really gutted that Hamilton didn't win a race this year for the mm. story it would have been really good just to get one at the end on Drive to Survive you'll win <laughs> <laughs> a win isn't necessarily when you cross the line first <laughs> alright Will Buxton is that Jack? that was my Jack impression oh, okay. oh was it? I thought it was Will All Buxton right. no 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 because my voice was taller than you think <laughs> <laughs> now I'd imagine that Will Buxton's quite short. Um, I've got him as a five foot eight kind of guy. He's shorter than me. Anything else you want to say about the American Grand Prix? Second, <sighs> not really. I so, is this my preferred American Grand Prix? I'll take it over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is great. Austin's great. Austin's an amazing city, an amazing venue. Really passionate fans. The track's pretty decent. We didn't get an iconic race, but 
I think overall Austin's been nothing but a triumph in Formula One land. Take take the races away, and which is the more fun weekend, Miami or Austin? Austin. Austin's one of my favourite cities in the world. Mexico! Like the Great British Bake Off's Mexico week, the Mexico Grand Prix was fucking boring, but not quite as offensive. <laughs> Verstappen took pole, led from the start, and nobody could catch him, but Paul Hollywood said his enchiladas were the best he'd ever tasted. It's a, it's a running theme, isn't it? Things leave the BBC, go to Channel 4, and it's not quite as good. But I think that uh, Mexico was... All, again, we nearly got a Hamilton... We nearly got a Hamilton win. Well, we nearly got... We got a Hamilton threat of a win. They didn't quite get the strategy right. But another second place for Hamilton. And suddenly... For, I mean, Ferrari were nowhere in Mexico. The altitude didn't help them because of the size of their turbo. But Mercedes were close. They weren't close enough. Verstappen won. And it, it was a bit gutting because it did seem like Hamilton could win for a little while. But then it was quite an easy overtake by Verstappen. Yeah. Which doesn't look great on the telly because it was just it does make it look as if Verstappen can waltz past Hamilton which wasn't entirely which accurate. was the truth which was also the truth Sonoda got his last point of the season his last point ever just predicting I think he's going to get no points next season I think Alpha Terry are going to be rubbish next year I don't know I've got a feeling oh Basically another another Black Eyed Peas reference oh I was thinking of the Beatles I got a feeling. I got a feeling. Oh, I thought they sing about Alpha Tauri. I remember that. So I've got a listener question here. Jamal Makloof asks, of all the ridiculous things that happened this season, what was the stupidest thing you've seen and why? That is other than Ferrari's strategy calls, of course. <laughs> I'd vote for the Just Stop Oil protesters who ran onto the track at Silverstone only after it had been red flagged. It was stupid on the number. You can't of levels. expect some climate protesters to, to know the the red flag rules of Formula One. <laughs> but I always say also that's the safe way of doing it. But they right, didn't do it to be safe. Make sense. But yeah, they didn't do it to be safe. Like, they thought like they were the running Reverend. on. Well, that's what the, the thing is. Oh, they yeah. thought they were running onto a live track, which is stupid. But they actually ran onto a dead track, which meant they were still alive. I think the Venn diagram of climate protesters who would pro- who would actually protest and people who know the rules of Formula One is a very small overlap. <laughs> With Sebastian and I should Fettel, say. I'm all for the climate protesters. I think they should be doing more of it. And I'm, I'm against oil, like anybody. But possibly not by running onto a live F1 track. Definitely not by doing that, because no. that could have been nasty. Yeah, they're a lot faster than the King's Horse, and even that didn't end very well. So. Is there anything else stupid this year? Yeah, I'm, just, I'm honestly... Don't say Jack, I'm, that's horrible. I'm, <laughs> I'm looking at it, and I can't... Nothing really leaps to mind as particularly stupid I mean some, if, some we're, Brundle if we're avoiding the Verstappen and Kravitz if, yeah if we're avoiding the Ferrari on slick tyres in Brazil qualifying that was that, that was, was that wasn't just getting strategy wrong that was just like what <laughs> everybody is on dries the track is dry we put wets on I mean <laughs> Again, they've only got three options on their spreadsheet. It's either. Yeah, that was unbelievable. I'm sticking. I'm, I'm going with that. I know it wasn't allowed, but that doesn't even feel like strategy. That just feels like just, just, just sanity. Yeah, just like a sort of vague understanding of moisture was required. <laughs> I think the stupidest thing is Alpine trying to kind of pretend they wanted to sign Gasly <laughs> yeah, anyway. That's a good one. That, <laughs> that was good. Most thing Alpines did off the track actually <laughs> was pretty funny. Uh, we've got our number one choice driver who, after 
number three i mean number four we we've got the driver that was available when we wanted a driver yeah <laughs> and of those drivers he was the second one we wanted when we went to red bull and Proud said to announce this guy any chance we could have this guy red bull are like yeah <laughs> fine what why are you asking hang on do we still have him <laughs> fucking hell we do <laughs> shit sorry yeah he's just here under scott speed <laughs> Can we just stop Paolo. and remember? For, so before well, we do Sao Paulo, we just stop mm-hmm. and remember that Ocon, 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 <laughs> Ocon, Ricardo, and Gasly. What a race last year or the year before! That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Alpine have got two race winners in their team next year. Well, anyway, Sao Paulo. Kevin Magnussen was on pole. Yes, after a weird wet quali and then a sprint race with actual overtaking, and then the George Russell won his first race. Was this a Grand Prix or a fever dream? Verstappen refused to give up sixth place to help his teammate because he is a, insert word here, please. Well, we know my we view. We know my view. This was the yeah. best race weekend of the year. In terms of best quali, best sprint, best race, this, this had it all. I don't like sprint races, but this across the board, everything was great. Magnuson on pole, man. That was it's so crazy. The whole, just said a few minutes ago about Ricardo winning a race and Ocon winning a race and Gazi winning a race and that feels like a, a bygone era because everything's gone a bit more boring with Verstappen winning everything and Ferrari and everything and then out of nowhere out of nowhere little Kevy Magnussen little comeback story gets a pole position and then comes like seventh on a sprint race whatever and it's just it's fucking it's amazing it's the days we live for honestly Magnussen yeah. on pole is, is what we live for it can't, it can't be too often because it'll be too normal but I think we need a little bit more than we're getting agreed well, the last one I'd remembered was Hulkenberg, and that was, what, 12 years ago? Yeah. No, but no, we're, I'm talking about like, the, the Gasly win and the Ocon win and even the Ricardo win count. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I was thinking specifically qualifying, but yeah. No. Okay, Brazil enough. was the only race of the season where neither Verstappen, Leclerc, nor Perez were on the podium. Wow. Ooh. Ooh, good fact. Tom oh. Murray says, have the new regs worked as well as the FIA said they would? And... What would you change for next year? So they've worked pretty well, I would mm. say. Yeah, I'd agree with that. They've made it better, no doubt. They've made it better. They've, yeah. Well, they've definitely not made it worse, which is such a Formula 1... Th- th- there's, let's face it, there was a, ch- a heavy chance that they would have just Big made chance. it much worse. <laughs> like, do you remember that year they went, right, what we're going to do is make the cars faster. And they made the cars significantly faster, <laughs> which meant that nobody could overtake 2017, everyone was like, we need yeah. more downforce and faster and but now no one can follow or overtake cool i seem to remember at the time we were saying no up force is what we need yeah well the thing we is well wasn't that wasn't that rule change all about the the embarrassing thing where all of the lap records are like kimi reichenen in 2006 why in the is McLaren. that embarrassing why is just <laughs> well no, it's just, it's embarrassing for formula one it? in terms is of it, it, is it, it looks we- I, I don't know it looks like they no, just don't got slower i think it just looks a bit weird Formula yeah, One is it, not. It as seems fast weird as it used to, to say. Yeah, that that is a slightly embarrassing thing because everything's on a linear projection. But I agree, Jack. It shouldn't Who's be talking about. Who knows track record, lap records? Who gives a? Lap... Well, they change the tracks off. Anyway. Apex. Mister, yeah, oh, exactly. Mister Apex. Spanners is like spannering away to some track records, and Alex <laughs> Brundle comes in on occasion. Oh yeah, great. No one real gives a crap about lap records. Well, if I you want knew he real, wasn't real. I knew he was made up. Abu Dhabi. 
Vettel commemorated his last ever race by being entirely unmemorable. Ricardo is now a Red Bull reserve driver and Leclerc became the first loser because Verstappen did nothing to help Perez as expected. That was quite dickish. What did you expect him to do? It kind of ended as we expected it to be. Expect him to help his teammate who's helped him a lot. Do what? Anything. Literally anything. Look, I don't Not just go, oh, I I tried to help, but where did he finish? Oh, he's miles away. Oh, well, never mind. I think he could have held up. I think he could have held up Leclerc a bit and allowed Perez to get through. But also, but it was also it was the week before, wasn't it? It was the one the week before yeah. with with the not giving up sixth place on the last lap. I mean, what a that was a dickish move. Come on, there's no way that wasn't dickish. <sighs> if okay, if I if you were a racing driver, Terry, would you like to only win the championship because your teammate helped you, or do you want to win it on your own merit? But it's not it's winning the championship, is it? Exactly. It's finishing second in the championship. You only want to finish second, but but if Max helps me, or do you want to finish where you deserve to finish because of well, your performances throughout the season? I'd want to finish second well, because Max helped me. <laughs> yeah, yes. It's worth a ton of money to the team as well. Not in the drivers' championship. No, no Red Bull. I don't care before. how I got there. I just want to get there. No, I said. I think there's not? any prize money in the constructors. So no one really cared. Do the team and they finished the, the season first, second, and third in championship order. Seemed appropriate, didn't it? It was a damp squib way to end a season that turned into a damp squib, having been so exciting three hours ago when we started this podcast record. (laughs) It was. Although, having said that, I wish it had finished uh, Brazil, because Brazil was really good. Yeah. Brazil, I think, was the best race race weekend of of the lot. Discuss. Agreed. No, well, it wasn't, was it? Because it was Sao Paulo. Sorry, it wasn't the, not why Brazil. wasn't it the Brazil? Sao Paulo, I'm sorry, not Brazil. No, I completely agree with Phil. I don't like the sprints, but the sprint was good. Quali was good. Thing, and if you hadn't had the sprint, FP2 would have just been wet. Quali would have been dry, and the race would have been boring. So sprint helped that weekend, and I don't like sprint. The sprint is like a good answer waiting for a question. <laughs> oh, I like that. Yeah, it sounded good. It doesn't really make any sense, but we'll, we'll keep it. <laughs> All of which brings us to the grand finale, the big one, a prestigious award bequeathed by us and de- designed to cheer up slash patronise a driver after, after being a bit of a downer for whatever reason. Here we go then. It is the FF1S Man of the Match of the Year of Driving.
Kevin Nelson. Every year I think you're not going to do this bit anymore and then every year it still happens. Have you learned anything from us, Jack? That we never change anything. <laughs> <laughs> we're like Kimi Raikkonen. We, we were good once and we stuck at that until we had to stop physically. <laughs> <laughs> that is it from us. It is goodbye to Phil Tromans. Goodbye. We haven't had time to talk about um, political and religious gestures because we're not allowed to talk about them. So we haven't cleared them in beforehand. And to Terry Saunders. We haven't had time to talk about um, something else, but not going to tell you. <laughs> and to Jack Nichols. We never have time to talk about Formula E. It's not fair. Oh, we Boring. had time, Jack. We had of time. <laughs> Gave it way more than it deserves. <laughs> we'll be back next year, maybe in a pub occasionally. We would like that if you would too. You can support the show and pay for Terry's flights, my babysitter or Phil's cordial. But in the meantime, check out our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash for F1's sake and follow us on Twitter at for F1's sake. Terry, where can people buy merch? Chico, don't be silly. You don't have to buy merch at this time of year. You just got to ask Santa nicely and he'll put the merch down the chimney. Or ff1s.com forward slash chimney, chimney, chimney. Thanks for listening. See you soonish. I've been Chico Rez. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Thank Happy you, Jack. Happy New Year. Thank, Thank you, Jack. You guys. Thank, Thank you, guys. Thank you, listeners. Sports Social Podcast Network. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, oh, oh.